Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. We have some more 40k action here ready for you. I'm joined with Scott, as you can see, gracing hey us guys. with his presence. So, I guess first things first, as we always do, kicking off with some hobby stuff. I guess, Scott, what have, uh, what have you been doing while you've been recovering? <laughs> Yeah, uh, sleeping mostly. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I have had some hobby stuff on the go. I'm kind of in a weird spot right now where I'm kind of like, uh, usually with my hobby stuff, like, I get really fixated on one army. I think most people do, and you want to paint up a bunch of stuff, right? Always. <clears throat> but I've had, I've had like, a, a project from, like, a bunch of different armies on the go, and uh, I think it's kind of a bit of a symptom of just the way that the rules are right now where... You know, there's a marine book coming in probably just a couple weeks. Um, but like, I've been having fun with my Necrons, but I have hardly touched my Admech in tenth. So I don't know. I kind of feel like, well, I don't know what I'm going to be playing a month from now. So what do I want to paint? And that's been freeing because I've just been painting what I actually just feel like painting. Um, so I finally got around to start working on my. Uh, my desolators, the the arms and the missiles that I'll be using, because for my marines, I, I tend to just have a bunch of intercessor bodies, and then I swap out arms as I like them. Um, and I picked up uh, Luminor Caesaris for my Necrons that I've been working working on that model. That model is gorgeous, but an incredibly huge pain in the ass <laughs> to deal with. Uh, probably the most probably the most difficult model actually I've ever done. Um, just in terms of assembly and painting and everything. Necron models are all, anybody who's done them can tell you, they're all a huge hassle. A lot of surfaces, a lot of, lot of details, a lot of fiddly bits. Um, this one takes the cake, but uh, I really would love to use them more. So uh, I've been working on that, trying to kind of settle on a, on a color scheme that I'm happy with. Arthur was giving it to me the other week because I was playing my Necrons and he likes to point out how... There's a lot of different colors in there um, because I use different colors to kind of denote the role of a unit within the Necron army because there's that stratification in the lore about them and stuff. Um, Arthur thinks the whole army should be the exact same color scheme with absolutely no difference model to model, obviously. So, which is fair, you know, I guess. Uh, but uh, that's what I've been working on is Caesaris and and those Marine arms, uh, Desolators, Hellblasters, and I started working on some Cataphrons too for my Admech. Because I only got like, uh, I think twelve. And want to move up a little bit in the number there, so we're working on a lot. <laughs> nice. Oh, very nice. How about you, Bill? Uh, it sounds a lot more productive than I've been, at least on the hobby <laughs> front. Um, I was gonna say you've been busy uh, though. Yeah, I've been busy. It's uh, it's been a wild couple months. Uh, so if you don't know. Because I haven't really talked about it very much. Um, I ended up getting a flood in the basement here uh, like two months ago. And so as you can kind of see the floor, I've got this curtain because behind the floor, oh, I like it's all whitewashed. Cool. Um, yeah. It's basically a white concrete floor. 
the whole room had to kind of get gutted. Uh, I had all my stuff kind of polyed off for a bit, and now that everything's kind of cleaned up and stuff, it's just kind of the rebuild phase. Uh, but my whole basement's like that right now, so it's been a little bit busy that way. Um, I am actually finished sorting all my paints, so I can start painting my uh, Jukari finally. It's uh, actually have a station all laid out for them. It's it's nice. It's a lot of infantry though, a lot more than I originally thought it was going to be. So a little bit it's of a, a challenge. It 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 very much is. I'm actually picking up uh, one of the flyers from a buddy uh, in Victoria when I go see him in November, just to oh, run yeah, it off. Go. Just because I, I would like a flyer, I think it'd be nice. Just a little bit of a option every once in a while to throw them out there. So yeah. see how that goes. I've heard they're good too see how that goes so um that's basically been it for me on the front though is uh, i haven't kind of put marines together because as i'm painting my uh, jukari full time i really don't want to be transporting the army back and forth that's when you get the you know classic fuck ups you're not sealing and varnishing all your models you're going to start having scratches on your base coats your colors um just causing unnecessary damage i also not taking the time to really pack them into a tray uh, like a crusader case or a special tray foam anything i just kind of put them in that box lid and kind of roll out from game to game and you know you start breaking off some spikes and it becomes uh more of a hassle than it's, it needs to be it's just authentic battle damage oh it sure is it sure is so uh but that's that's basically been it for me um you're painting walls instead of painting models. Yeah, well, and that's yeah, that's pretty much it. We are going to redo a lot of the stuff in here. Uh, it will make yeah. the war room a lot more uh, pretty, though, for everybody. So uh, the videos, Basically. that's right, the videos to come should look really good. Uh, very well, might even clean up enough to have some stream potential in the future. So there's a few things I've been looking at. Yeah be a long winter let's uh fill that up with some some warhammer right absolutely <laughs> it's the best way so i guess moving along into some sweet uh 40k action uh the big one uh, we got through our iron within event it was a smashing success uh, big shout to scott for helping make it all that it could be and obviously uh, Andy and Arthur, they were they were there in full force. They were uh, ringing for us. They were, you know, getting the rounds in, shaking hands and rolling dice, which was nice. Um, mm -hmm. It helped to make it a huge success. So, and then all, all the boys that came by to help paint for the event as well. Like big shout to everybody who helped out. Um, it was yeah, very much appreciated. It uh, definitely makes for light work when you have an assembly line of, you know five or six guys all kind of doing different stages of terrain uh you can bang a lot of stuff out pretty quick so i really like that yeah i said uh, i had a couple of guys actually ask me uh during the course of the weekend if you know just how things were going and um yeah i told him like honestly it almost could not have gone off better like we didn't have any issues with uh with like uh you know conflicts or rules issues uh people as far as i know weren't losing stuff or or having issues with getting there or getting home or misunderstanding things everybody was really well behaved uh, everybody was really on time which is always crazy for an, a, a tournament um 
you got 40 people in there. So uh, it was definitely, it, it was the biggest I think we've done uh, for a single, single um, uh, game event. And uh, the whole weekend was just spectacular as far as from a TO's perspective, everything went off just great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was uh, a lot of fun. So for Iron Within, uh, Darren Jack ended up taking first place with his Gene Steeler cults. Uh, they're really cool yeah. army. Um, Beautiful. Definitely uh, have some interesting mechanics on the tabletop. I wasn't exactly yeah. aware of what they could do until I was watching it. I was like, oh, oh, that's gross. Now, now you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, that was very, uh, very cool to check out anyways. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're definitely like, there's, I think in most people's minds, they're, uh, number two in the meta with a bullet. I've actually kind of personally felt like they're kind of sort of number one, actually. Um, just because gene stealer cults are actually probably favored to win the mirror match with Eldar, uh, right now, which is kind of a thing that I think a lot of savvy gene stealer cult players kind of lean into with tournaments is that they don't really have a losing matchup. So, because, and like, with all due respect to all the Gene Steeler players out there, the army's a bit overtuned, for sure. It's a little too strong. Um, but knowing that you don't really have a weak matchup means that you can go into an event, you've got an army that you're feeling is strong enough to win with, and you know that no matter what, if you can outskill your opponent, you can win. Which is, I think, for Gene Steeler cult, cult players, awesome because that's like the best feeling in the world is that you don't have to worry about running into a matchup where maybe you lose a game to somebody who did, couldn't play as well as you did, but just the way the rules were, uh, sometimes that that kind of comes your way. Yeah. Um, but this uh, this event actually <laughs> was crawling with Gene Steeler cult players. Uh, literally, uh, there was I think four uh, altogether, yeah, three or four. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it showed they did well. Uh, Darren, of course, uh, I think Darren could have could have won the event with a variety of armies. Uh, he <laughs> didn't win because of Gene Steeler Cults. He's a very good player. Fantastic guy to play with, too. Uh, just a, a true gentleman. Um, so it was really nice to see him take that down. But I, I did. I do believe several of the other Gene Steeler Cult players had great runs, too. They had a lot of fun. Um, Hopefully, I think it also would be good if uh, the people who got to play them got, got that experience because cults are, of course, one of those armies like Admac and Sisters, Grey Knights to some extent, uh, that maybe don't see as much play and you don't get to play against as often. Uh, you don't get, as get to practice against as much um, unless you have a friend who plays them. Um, so hopefully everybody who got to play them had a good time too and was able to learn things um about the way they run because you know we'll still probably take some nerfs in a week or two here when the data slate comes out uh, the army is going to be popular for a little while i think yeah i can definitely agree with that for sure uh nice thing about the event is we ended up adopting the games workshop uh terrain layouts uh for the most part i guess i would say um we use them for uh, every yeah. every table which was pretty legit uh we were using 19 i believe at the time or 18 all in after some drops and stuff yeah i think we were at 19 19 yeah. tables yeah so um, <laughs> that was busy i know in between rounds you were fucking rolling around doing your uh swap out here and there so the the uh terrain sega is uh is definitely a, a fun one um you know i think like just off the top like tried to uh 
we take terrain about as seriously as I think anybody does. Um, but it actually starts starts with Bill, uh, obviously. This guy is just absolutely fanatic about getting as much good terrain as possible and getting it looking as sharp as possible, being able to put to, and this is a big thing for me, being able to put together uh, tables that feel thematic, that feel like they are visually um, well put together as well as strategically and tactically well put together. Uh, and then even matching that up with mats that work. Um, so we're looking always to make our events just the pinnacle of terrain. Um, of course, the shift to 10th has thrown a curveball, not just at us, but everybody, uh, where, you know, the whole community is kind of trying to figure out uh, the and navigate the changes in, in expectations for terrain. Uh, GW both threw a bit of a, a bit of a lifesaver, but also a little bit of a grenade at people with their, uh, their suggested terrain layouts. Um, I think I've gotten them to play on them enough now that I, I do actually, I, I do like them. Um, I don't know. I'm, I still probably am a bit more of a homer for, for, uh, player placed, but I, I like the GW styles and I do like the idea of events using them going forward. Cause I think they give players just a lot of comfort level, especially the more we play them. We did use all four of GW's, um, suggested layouts for iron within we obviously used one of them for two games it was a five game event um but we managed to cycle through all of them on the various missions um one thing that i think any to can tell you and that we definitely agreed with ourselves is that they do put more terrain on the table than uh even the relatively terrain dense uh version of the game that we had in ninth was yeah. and that is a challenge um, I think especially after the expansion bill that you went through in the spring of your terrain collection, you know, we figured like just eyeballing it that we had 24 or 25 tables probably yeah. in ninth edition terms of, of terrain. <clears throat> and that converted once we were really had everything all together. I think we only had 18 or 19 tables yeah. uh, in 10th edition terms, which is pretty wild when you consider just how much that, that, you know, six, seven extra tables were needed to kind of reinforce the ones we already had. Um, and it worked out for this event great, which is nice, um, but it just goes to show you how much terrain you need uh, to do those uh, GW styles in a reasonably uh, close way. Yeah. Um, it taught me a lot, especially moving the terrain around in between missions. It taught me a lot about you know, where you can make sacrifices on stuff that is kind of frivolous or unnecessary in those layouts, but also places where, nope, that needs to be that way and it can't be too wide or it can't be too thick or whatever. Um, and, you know, those are hopefully some lessons that we'll be able to take forward as we build, you know, we want to build up more terrain, right? We all, always want to be expanding. So um, it, was, it was a nice uh, learning curve for us there. I did get a whole bunch of positive comments because I think like a lot of guys, especially, you know, with 10th being the way it is still very fresh, have run into, you know, a lot of people going through the same struggles we are, which is that they now need more terrain and certain clubs are struggling or certain events have struggled. Um, so we got a lot of compliments on that and we are always looking for that, but we're also obviously always looking for more feedback too, what guys don't like. Um, and I, I think there was one table specifically <laughs> there. <laughs> 
that uh, I had two different guys come up to me and they actually felt like it was too much terrain. Um, but it was, uh, which is kind of a fun problem to have. But for the most part, we got a lot of great feedback, a lot of good yeah. comments, um, and a lot of really important experience because obviously, you know, those GW styles are going to stick around and we want to be able to deliver. So, Absolutely. I, I know uh, I tried to make a really big point of mingling from table to table throughout the course of the weekend, getting a few uh, words in with players as, you know, you're able to not to disrupt the games. And just, you know, again, to echo your point, lots of feedback on the tables. Uh, they were looking really good. Players were really happy with it, uh, which was the main goal. I know when we were doing the big push for paint, it's like, well, we'll get it up to the States. Let's move on to the next. And I was like, and then we'll finish it and we'll keep going. And we'll add oxide and we'll sponge it. And I just remember uh, Scott looking at me like, holy fuck, buddy. Like, really? You know, like, we don't have time for this shit, but we made it work. Um yeah. We did make it work, so that we part did. that part was nice. And that part uh, was nice. I think it's it's just kind of from this point, just expanding and and also uh, the shift in not just number of pieces, but actually also the shapes of pieces and stuff uh, creates a whole another layer of stuff that you have to do with basing. Because yeah. of course we like, especially with ruins, which is basically all that GW wants you to run. Mm -hmm. um, we want to have nice bases for all of those. So that means expanding our base collection and getting our base collection organized so that we have, you know, good bases for every table, um, which we were, we were, that was kind of the last thing that we had to deal with for iron within. And, uh, we made it work, but I still think that that's one area where we can improve on too, is just getting a nicer set and, and crisper set of bases and organizing our bases a little better so that they all fit a little nicer. Um, because having the right footprint on everything is as much or, or bigger of an issue than even having the right terrain. But, you know, we're kind of stickers for wanting it to look good. So, absolutely. So, yeah, but, uh, it was, it was a busy weekend on that front. But like I said, uh, earlier, because everything else was going so well, it, it actually turned out to not be really an issue to be swapping the GW styles in between games and stuff like that. Um, because, you know, even as a TO, it, I didn't have a whole lot else to worry about. Everybody was doing so well. Yeah. So <laughs> I really did like the, uh, the mission sheets too, that Isaac, uh, mm -hmm. ended up getting done Uh big shout, Isaac. Thank you. Well, uh, cause it was just awesome. Like every time you're done your round, all right, end of the round, we all kind of skittled out there, put down round two, game three, game four. Uh, but I had all the cards, all the layouts, everything you needed right there mm -hmm. at your fingertips, uh, which mm -hmm. definitely moved things along. Without having to do the player placed, um, you know, back and forth, it I, I felt the game started really quick. Got to your table, yes. hey man, cool. This is what my army does. They're already deploying. It was yeah. really quick, which was really nice to see. And that was something that we zeroed in on a little bit uh, going into this, and that we'll be continuing on going forward as well. Because I also really like the game sheets. Um, Isaac had told me, I guess those were uh, something that. Uh, he said it was one of the GW events had used something very similar. Yeah. Um, and, and I agreed with him that they were such a good idea. Cause that's just the same thing, right? Where it's like, okay, well we can give you, you know, your mission and your mission rule, your layout, all that stuff. But then you can get, you're going through your cards, trying to find the right ones. And the other guy's asking you, Hey, what was this? Uh, what mission was it? And that's also a thing that pops up is somebody missed the announcement for what mission it was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
this was just a time saver. You had a little sheet that was sitting yeah. right there at the table where you got to it. And your mission, your layout, it had everything. The map on it was perfect. The map had both the way that the terrain should look, where the objectives went, and what your deployment zones were all on it, all in one tiny little map. And of course, it had all the rules you needed. You didn't have to dig out your cards. You didn't have to go asking around what's what. You could immediately get in the game. And that was the same thing, like we said, with the terrain, with the GW layouts. You don't have to waste time setting up terrain. You don't have to worry too much about figuring out objective placements, measurements, all this crap. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we want you know we want rounds to be as much about playing the game and less about setting up because that's always been an issue. You lose time to this. No, no. Let's get the guys right in the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good. Um, the one thing yeah. I, I really did like uh, was the clear um, acrylic bases that we did use for the event. Uh, trying to step away from the MDF painted stuff. Just the clear bases obviously work on every mat, every style. So um, that was a big thing. I know feedback wise, we'll probably end up putting like a one eighth trim, a uh, little color mm -hmm. just around the perimeter so you can see it. There were some times on certain tables, you're like, oh, if there's no glare off of it, it's kind of fucking yeah. hard to see. So um, yeah. lessons learned on that one. So it's an easy fix for us just to, you know, again, hone hone that terrain front just a little bit more and make it as yeah. good as we can. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it, especially from what we've learned from Iron Within. Uh, we can actually roll forward into 40 hours of 40K which is going to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, right before we leave off on on uh, Iron Within, I did want to throw out just a quick little thank you, uh, specifically uh, to really all the players, um, but specifically also to kind of the contingent that we managed to, to string together of our Trident guys. Mm. Uh, the, the nature of Iron Within is just that, you know, obviously as tournament runners, uh, we kind of shift our boots from players, which... We like to be uh, into our TO uh, pants, which we also love to do. But that meant the guys like Bill and myself and Andy and Arthur were all tied down with that sort of thing. So we we had to hope for our uh, our other Trident members to come out and represent the home club for us. And uh, really appreciated with uh, Ryan and Isaac and Ethan and Aiden uh, coming out and, and giving it their all all weekend and honestly doing great. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Aiden came to take names, uh, just losing in the final there. Um, and uh, Isaac and Ethan had great runs. Ryan had a great run when you consider that he played Votan. Votan, yeah, uh, doing good. <laughs> he's basically just memeing on guys at this point. Um, so Ryan had a, a spectacular run, all things considered. And uh, I just, you know, really wanted to thank them because they're also, they're not just uh, you know, like I said, defending home turf. They're also repping tri Trident, and uh, they were excellent opponents all weekend, uh, both competitively and and uh, gentlemanly. Um, so that was just a little thing I wanted to make sure we got in there. So, uh, but like you said, yeah, uh, Iron Within for this year is now in the past. Uh, yeah. Watch out for next year because, like I said, we're always looking to grow. But the big thing on our horizon right now is the forty hours of forty k event. Uh, Absolutely that uh we're hosting at ip well that is being hosted at ipg we are not hosting it we are we are just one cog in that machine we have yeah. uh, come coming into to for for the boys uh specifically jp obviously uh, with garville studios who's the head man on this right bill yep exactly 
Um, there's going to be... How many teams did we have signed up already? It was like seven or eight? You know what? We have ten teams already signed up oh, for this. Oh, wow. Killer. Uh, ten of, we, have, we have room for up to six more. So yeah. if you haven't signed up yet, if you want to get some buddies together... Uh, the players pack uh, is available online. Uh, you know, maybe Bill can throw it in the uh, description here. Absolutely. Um, you guys can check that out. Make sure you read through it. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different sort of event. It's a team event. It's a 40 hours nonstop, 10 round event. An absolutely wild sort of thing that has definitely never been done in the city before. Uh, it is a very different, but I think going to be a very awesome sort of event uh, for just a spectacular cause. Um, so... Yeah, if you guys want to get signed up for that, uh, you guys can go dig out all the info there. Uh, but so far, like honestly, we're getting a great amount of support. Ten teams, uh, most of them have, you know, I think about the average number of players per team is about five right now. There's a couple teams that are huge, like eight plus players. Um, there's a few teams that are three or four, but they've got another guy or two that they think are coming. Uh, there is one team of two brave, brave souls, uh, Hudson Cardinal and yeah. Ryan Mayer, who are <laughs> full-on man-moding it. They are intentionally playing with just the two of them, and they plan to play the entire ten rounds just between the two of them. Uh, so whichever, wherever you fall on that spectrum, feel free to uh, get signed up with some buddies, or or also, you know, more than a few of the teams have mentioned that, you know, they're, they've signed up their team, but they're more than happy to take extras. Uh, and we will put you in contact with people if you are interested. We're happy to to facilitate in that way. So uh, anybody out there who's interested, whether they're a group or just a solo guy, get in contact us. Contact with us. We'll get you signed in because this is going to be just a wicked cool thing, which you you basically will never get the chance to experience anywhere else. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I, I think it'll really start to. Uh... Uh, gain a lot of momentum and hype as we get closer to the event itself. Uh, right now we are at the point, well, at the time of recording, we're 20 days away or last yeah. 19 days away from it kicking off, which is just going to be insane. Um, that's, yeah, that's creeping up on us really quick. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah September 22nd, 22nd is when we yeah. start, right? Yeah. 7 o'clock, yeah, 7 p.m. Friday night. September 22nd is when we kick off and it'll be rolling all the way until Sunday morning. Yeah. So yeah, and, we finish uh, at of 11 a.m. Yep. Then of course us Trident guys will be there. Uh, you know, you'll be able to find at least some of us the whole time, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's lots of lots and lots of teams. As I said, we already got 10 signed up pretty much everywhere. Uh, every group in the city, I think is, is signed up. Uh, That's awesome. There's one or two, there's one or two groups or like either clubs or, or stores or whatever that I can think of that aren't signed up yet, but you know what, even they probably have ideas for it. So, uh, this is going to be a, a true citywide kind of thing going on, uh, and a very unique sort of thing. So, yeah, which and, is just uh, awesome again, for the, and for the cause, right? Like, I mean, this is amazing too, cause it's, it's not just a bunch of dudes getting together to duke it out for pride. Uh, we're doing it for, for a great charity. Yeah. Um, so, so there, there's an additional layer of, of real coolness to this. Uh, and I know, I think I talked to you a little bit about it, Bill, but I think we'll probably be trying to get a little bit of, uh, a community area going there yeah. at IPG throughout the event as well. So, you know, yeah. in addition to being able to play games, if you're on a team, 
you can also come by and hang out and just obviously watch games but i think we'll just kind of have a little bit of a hangout area going too just to kind of keep things interesting and and fresh for everybody who wants to come just uh just be a part yeah just a chill spot where you can kind of hang out and uh, i'm sure it'll be close to where jp's painting so you can kind of yeah. you know peek well, at that too, right? hang out watch some games uh it, it should really be a pretty nice spot um i am looking forward to it though i, I think the event will oh yeah go awesome so it's gonna be super cool and we would be remiss if we did not of course mention that uh on top of everything else anybody uh, including whether you're in the event or not is more than happy or more than welcome to uh donate uh to the cause and uh it's not doesn't have to be purely altruistic uh, because jp of course is raffling this incredible professionally painted orc army uh to go with the donations pot um every five dollars you donate gets you an extra ticket into the uh, into the pot and they'll be raffling that off i believe at the end of the event yeah uh, this orc army is insane uh, it's been done work's been done on it by some of the top painters in the entire country um so there's a there's an additional layer there um again we'll make sure you have all the links uh accessible to you guys yeah and, absolutely uh, you can hit us up yeah that'll all be in the description uh so you can even check out uh garville studio and the 40 hours of 40k they post like pictures of the actual finished units and uh yeah top-notch work from many many artists uh so definitely looking forward to seeing how that goes definitely definitely and that'll uh, be our that'll be our big big september uh big big september event before we kind of shift into fall mode and yeah. i think uh let me see here the first first thing after uh 40 hours of 40k will probably be a very long nap yeah um <laughs> maybe a, absolutely maybe a day of uh an extra day of rest in there just so that uh the old bones of the trident guys here are able to function uh <laughs> after a weekend like that because oh, uh yeah. we know there'll be some there'll be honestly here's something i'm gonna throw out there this is a, this is uh a little bit of a uh prediction i guess 40 hours of 40k obviously as this thing runs the whole way through and starts at seven o'clock on the friday that means that there is going to be both a friday night and a saturday night uh night crew ostensibly playing all the way through the night at ipg and i am betting right now that those will be some of the best and most fun times of the entire year for 40k players i bet you that we will outshine the uh the saturday day crew um and in fact i'm willing to bet on it uh but also willing to challenge them to it and we'll see how things go uh, but it's also going to be very tiring. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but we'll see how things shake out. But I think it, I think it's going to be very fun to be having uh, a tournament kind of thing going on in that kind of environment. Absolutely. If uh, if you are a shift worker, you're probably going to have a leg up uh, being normally yeah. sleep deprived. So you can get in there and roll some dice and really kick ass. So <laughs> yeah. put your night yeah, shift is... skills to use. Finally finally a 40k event for the night shift guys yeah like they've been waiting years doesn't get any better than this yep so no that's excellent excellent uh i know as we shift into october it's gonna get busy uh we've got a couple different things kind of on the go 
Um, there is the Bubble uh, Howler event that is October 7th, and there's going to be some 30K action going on there. Um, we've got posts. There'll be that in the description as well, so you can jump in. And two weeks later, we actually jump into Hallowtide 40K, uh, which is going to be a RTT that goes alongside bolt action. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Hallowtide. I think it's going to be fun. I'm not going to crush any of my own fucking models on the stairs. Uh, <laughs> I won't be sleep deprived. It's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward these, to these it. Are, these are manifestations that you're working on, right? You're, yeah. Yeah. You're predicting a better, a better start. Oof. Yeah. The, um, like, I honestly, I'm going to say it right now. Like, I'm actually kind of excited for the Blood Bowl Howler too because this is obviously a new thing that we haven't done before but I think is a really cool community um, that I'm looking to get really uh, really excited to get in touch with and, and see them kind of do their things because obviously Blood Bowl is just a cool thing that's been around forever. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm really excited for us to get involved with that. Um, Hello Tide's obviously kind of my baby so I, I do love, love the thought of it. Uh, it's going to be a, another hopefully bang in day uh saturday october 21st is when that is um tickets for it are up on bcp the players back will be popping out real soon here um yeah. got to be getting that out there i think we're only <laughs> kind of funny to think but i think we're like six ish weeks away so yeah. uh, it's time to get that out there and uh that'll be available for people we we haven't 100 settled on the twist for this year yet but that that'll be done real soon here uh and it's always like Halotide's kind of meant to be a, a fun RTT, like like more so than just your usual get together and throw three games out. You know, we want to throw a little bit of the fastball at you, but we're also going to be making sure that there's some extra fun prizes to win and stuff. Um, it is as you know, the same as last year. Obviously, it is my birthday, uh, so I try to make it a little bit extra fun. Uh, it's also I I was realizing today it's Aiden's birthday as well, so it's basically like a trident birthday party is what that event is so it's uh, kind of like we'll be getting the details it'll be like a challenge like how many pints per round can you have yeah that'd be great don't ask don't ask the to for any uh for any rules any calls no he, he, he don't know you don't yeah. know you're better <laughs> off on your own believe me besides the googly like the fucking cookie monster definitely don't <laughs> ask him yeah it could get uh it could get pretty wild let's just put it that way oh um, awesome <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be October twenty first. Just uh, another hopefully great Saturday for us there, um, and you know, like I said, a little bit of a different tournament to shake things up a little bit for you guys. Uh, and then I know uh, the week after that, literally one week later, we're we're taking a good half of the Trident crew out east on the to road the Western, Western Team Championships with uh, with our wonderful Prairie Fire buddies um but we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get closer to the date so it is going to be a busy october busy september in front of us we do definitely have a lot going on um so if you're into 40k there's there's <laughs> gonna lots. Be a shortage of stuff actually not even 40k because we got 30k and blood bowl and stuff and actually i'm not even mentioning it here but of course i know end of october probably or early november will also be firing up the next, uh, the next iteration of the Edmonton Warhammer League as well. Uh, That's very so we'll true. Dragon, Dragon Arthur in here at some point to talk about that. 
So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting time of year. The start of September is always a little wild for everybody. It's been wild for us um, because we're we're sitting here with you know, even if you're not like a teacher or per se, a lot of guys have their jobs kind of shift gears when fall comes in. Um, a lot of people, you know, they've got kids, so the kids go in back to school even if the parents aren't. Um, we got students who are adults as well, like myself. I'm back to school this year. Um, gonna be finishing grade six. Uh, never did get that far before, so catching up now. Um, but uh, you know, once we're one or two weeks into September, we're gonna be coming at you fast and hard with the content once again. So, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, for for those heresy people out there, uh, if you are listening, just to uh, you know, sate your curiosity, uh, there will be heresy content coming, obviously, uh, from the October 7th event, and then the first week in November, uh, a few of us are actually flying down for the Boys in the Golden Throne memorial event in Victoria. So there'll be some Titanicus and 30K games being thrown down, and we'll, we'll have pictures, and we'll have the socials flooded with that stuff as well. So not to worry about that. Um, uh, no one gets left behind. Never, never. Speaking of which, um, I know we've also got planned for in December, it's December 9th right now, is for the Trident Social. Um, that's essentially what we're going to try and do is make it like a big Bits Bazaar, kind of trade, swap, sell, um, little like station. And then uh, shortly after that, it would bleed into a dinner. So we want to really try and encourage all the different groups of gamers. Uh, bring your significant others out. Uh, come out, you know, have a uh, like steak dinner or chicken dinner or something. We'll we'll arrange with the club, and uh, we'll have tickets for dinner where you can just have a nice bite to eat, have some drinks, socialize with other like-minded members in the community. Uh, you know, uh, hawk some of your wares. You know, buy some supper after. It'll be great. Uh, unload that yeah. uh, pile of shame and turn it into uh, a night out with the. Uh, with the friends and people you enjoy rolling dice with. So, yeah, this is kind of a, you know, something that I, you know, I really can't uh, say enough about is that, you know, for Trident, like it's not just about running events for the sake of running events. Um, we want to be able to provide guys the outlet for getting their games in, but like realistically the, the signs of a healthy community are, are not that it's just about the games because that's actually sometimes where it can get a little toxic. We're very much about trying to make that community thing. That's why we do these podcasts. That's why we run events. That's why we've got the, uh, the website going. That's why we've got merch going is that it's, it's really as much or, or really even more about building community and uh, nurturing that community within the city here. And uh, this will be our first uh, Trident Social. Uh, we kind of want to be getting it going, like Bill said, December 9th, kind of early in December here, just to kind of cap off the year, um, run a little a little bit swap for guys. And then, and then yeah, we're, we're looking to just run like a nice dinner. Um, and we'll obviously have the details of all of that kind of coming to you a little later in the year. Um, but obviously, this is something we're going to try to make as affordable as possible um, and give guys a little bit of a, a reason to come out and, and share the hobby uh, side of things and, and, you know, just kind of hang out and hopefully be able to talk about how we're all, at that point, hopefully happy that Eldar have been reduced to a 30% winner <laughs> and that the dark times the dark times are behind us. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, we'll we'll have more information on that coming up 
uh, a little bit later on in the year once we're kind of out of this uh this very busy uh start to our fall yeah and then uh looking towards kind of the end of the year sort of thing so absolutely absolutely uh i'm just looking forward to to it i think it's going to be a lot of fun be a lot of fun i have the date i have the date circled too i think it would be awesome if we could we could really put this together and, and have it pop off so yeah. <laughs> but uh be good. like i said we'll have more of that coming your guys's way and a few weeks and uh in the meantime the focus is squarely on 40 hours of 40k yeah so which has got me excited in in all sorts of ways so uh i'm very the the biggest thing about it too uh, and this is kind of something that does actually tie back to the social is that i i think it's going to be a chance to you know if you want to see and get to know and talk with and hang out with probably the biggest selection of of guys from across the city uh, that you'll ever get because even yeah. at a big event you know you you get 40 50 60 people maybe um but like you know if with the way that 40 hours of 40k is starting to look like there's already 10 teams we could see as many as 16 and and with five plus players on most of them you know you're gonna get to meet some guys that you probably never met before yeah. you're gonna get to see some old and new faces um so it, it could be could be a real cool thing, and uh, like I said, uh, it, it's rare that we we have events um, that have this good of a cause behind them. So uh, any support that we can get for it is just so incredibly uh, awesome. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, as we roll out and speaking of support, I want to sh say a big thank you, big shout out to our patrons. Uh, without you guys, uh, we couldn't do what we do. So we definitely appreciate you guys. I uh, hope supporting the channel. Uh, big shout out to Ed, Tyler, Christopher, Dustin, and Frederick. So uh, thank you guys for jumping on, supporting. If you want to also support us, you'll see our links in the description uh you can jump on it's five bucks a month basically to help support the channel you get some insider uh, info as things pop up and as we continue to kind of hone and figure out how we're going to expand that program uh you'll be the first to hear about it so um definitely keep your eyes we peeled some, for that we have some more perks coming up down the line here so absolutely absolutely so in the but, meantime you guys can check us out here on the channel uh, obviously, we've got all the Facebook pages going that you guys can hit us up on, both uh, the Trident page and the Edmonton Warhammer League page and the Thursday Night Game page. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, at, at, the, at the Trident website. I believe Arthur just put a new article up today, actually. It's true. Uh, talking about uh, fighting games and, and 40K, which is actually quite insightful. So yeah. yeah, definitely give that a read. And thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next week. Take care, guys. Did you plug the Patreon? We need to plug the Patreon.